What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. I'm your host Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and got a bit of stuff for you today. Also, we're going to ignore the fact that once again, a late episode, but hey, whatever, you don't care, right? You're just... You're just happy to hear my voice, <laughs> is what I'm trying to gaslight you into believing. But, uh, yeah, so I warned y'all. I told you fantasy football season was around the corner, and it's here now. Thursday was the first game, and that I would probably be emotionally and physically unavailable for the podcast. <laughs> so maybe I didn't spell it out to you, but you should have known. You should have implied that from when I talked about getting ready for like my fantasy football drafts and stuff that you weren't going to be number one on my mind (laughs) and it's not going great (laughs) it's going awful so my mood is already quickly beginning to plummet but that's okay it's only it's only the first game my mood can get way worse there's at least 14 more games for my mood to hit absolute rock bottom and even lower than that so we'll see this this podcast will be a great psychological study on the fantasy football mind and the social implications of said fantasy football team so yeah this this has now become a research podcast people anywho hopefully you're doing a lot better than i am on this day you're excited and you're you're ready to tackle whatever it is you got going to yeah now i'm a motivational podcast we just switch from depressing to uh overly positive that that you know that's what i do and my god man i feel like i just woke up for whatever odd reason I, i've been awake for a few hours now but it's like my eyeballs haven't woken up yet i don't know if you know that feeling of like what are they not crusties like i mean yeah i got crusties in my eye but it's like i goop that won't come off of your eyeball i don't know if this is something you wanted to hear today but it unfortunately this is me (laughs) but it's like this i goop i I don't know goop is probably the wrong it's like my eyes are overly producing liquid and i can't seem to rub it off of my eye eyeballs it's starting to go it's starting to uh clear up now it's just a weird weird sensation of feeling blind (laughs) anyway this week guys what do we have for you today got some nifty nerd news and we're going to talk about the live action one piece over on netflix and how it is probably going to reign supreme compared to all of the other live action anime adaptions that we've seen up to this point and that's pretty much my review. All right, episode over. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, let's take a short break right here, and then we will get into the Nifty Nerd News. All right, y'all, up first in the Nifty Nerd News. Let's talk about Burning Man, because that's something we've never, I never thought I'd be talking about ever. But, so things have been going pretty crazy this last week uh, was burning man it's in like one of the nevada deserts i don't know which one i thought the whole state was a desert i haven't been 
Anyway, things have not been going great over there. Basically, there was a huge rainstorm and uh, multiple rainstorms that have turned this uh, flat piece of desert into essentially like a giant mud pit. But one of the major concerns and like one of the gags, I guess, as well, that people have been making about Burning Man is calling it Trench Foot 2023. Uh, you know, because being out in the wild and having wet feet is not good. That's something we've learned from Vietnam. Ha! History repeats itself. Not really. But um, things have been going pretty, pretty crazy there. And then, you know, there's been reports, at least one report that I know of, of someone dying out there. And it looked like that the flooding had caused one of the uh, electrical generators that was out there. Someone, I guess, got too close to it or there was a short. Something happened and they ended up dying due to that. So, you know, electricity and water, not the best mix. Uh, surprisingly enough, that's not even like the most deaths that has happened at a Burning Man. In fact, there, I think two years ago, I was trying to, I was trying to remember an article that I would just kind of glazed over but like they've had like four deaths and two were due to like women trying to give birth out at burning man because that's a thing apparently well i mean i guess when you have thousands of people gathered in one place there's a lot of things that could happen you know so it's possible yes women that go out there while pregnant um try to give birth or have like no other choice but to give birth out there because you're stuck in the desert <laughs> Uh, supposedly some people try to actually give birth out there, you know, cause it's like a spiritual experience or a drug induced. I don't know. I've never been a burning man, but it, it ranges from a whole bunch of people like super potheads, weird crystal people and celebrities. Like those are the three types of people that go to burning man. Um, and then, like, the other two deaths, I think, were, like, hard episodes that happened out there, which, you know, makes sense. Hell, even at my job, like, there, there's there got to be a hard episode every now and then because you just, you have that many people, right? Like, so many X amount of number of people, eventually someone's medical, con medical condition is going to flare up and something will happen. I mean, it's just, like, the law of averages, I guess. So, like, you know, Burning Man, thousands of people, it makes sense some of those people are not going to make it through the week whether it be well it appears from to be from natural causes for the most part but kind of weird kind of strange but what's also been kind of weird and strange is like there's been two camps for burning man there's been like this burning man's awful it's a shit show and like people are just going crazy like like the negative camp and then there's the like I, I don't know. Some would call them deniers. Other are like the positive people. They're like, everyone's blowing this out of proportion. Like everyone's doing great here. Like everything's going crazy. And so it, it's kind of weird one because I'm not there. So I can't verify who's right and what's wrong. I haven't seen a lot of pictures come out of Burning Man. All I know is uh, Chris Rock and I can't remember who else was with them had to quote unquote evacuate with a fan's vehicle to uh, get out of the desert uh, and that's really the major headline that came out of this past Burning Man uh, Chris Rock escapes Burning Man in the back of a fan's truck like I don't know it's kind of crazy kind of weird but yeah that's Burning Man for you if you didn't know now you, now you know now you can talk about something 
at the water cooler with your friends and your coworkers and other people, the one you hate, the one that always knows things, but now you know things. So, ha, get them. <laughs> other bit of news here. Um, I saw this really nifty robot online. It's called Nimble, the Nimble robot, AKA the cooking robot, the robot chef. And it will literally prepare food for you. It is quite possibly the most interesting thing I've ever seen and the most futuristic thing that I've ever seen come out of any type of robot. I mean, I know like Boston Dynamics has been making murder bots for years, but Nimble is taking the great robot design and making it actually useful. <laughs> no, Boston Dynamics does a great job. But um, right now you can only pre-order or book a demo, demo with the Nimble robot. But the way it works is you set up, like you tell it, hey, this, and I guess it has like a preset of all the food that it's capable of cooking. And it also has different drawers that you would put said raw food into. So there's like, like let's say we just want to make like a Alfredo, I guess, or like a, a chicken Alfredo or something like that. There is a, a spot to put like the ingredients for the Alfredo. You would put it in this drawer. There's a spot for the chicken. You would put the raw chicken in there. And there's a spot for like the noodles, like whatever noodles you want to use. They even have um, little spot drawers or whatever for like all the seasonings you would use, like salt, pepper, oregano, I don't, olive oil, like all those kind of things. And once you, that, so basically you still have to I guess prepare, not prepare it, but you have to load all the ingredients into the robot. So you're still doing a third of the work here, but well, you, you gotta take it out of the cooking spot. So you're still doing two thirds of the work here, but it's doing the actual ingredient stuff, which are the actual cooking things, which I guess, you know, at this point, why not do it yourself, right? <laughs> but I guess also it frees you up to do other things. Like you could be setting the table. You could be doing all this. Why the robot takes care of the cooking. You could take care of the guests and things like that. I saw a demo on it. It looked pretty interesting. It, like it's piqued my interest. I don't know because like everything's timed. So it times how long the noodles should be cooking. It times how long the meat should be cooking versus like, you know, the eyeball test that you do are like how I always test if my noodles are cooked all the way. You eat one, and if it's too al dente or too too uh, tough in the middle, then you cook it for longer. The robot, I don't think, does that. It doesn't have mouth to taste test or anything like that. So you just gotta hope, pray and hope that things are gonna work out right. It's like a football coach, you know. You you prepare your team for the best that you possibly can you know you give them all the ingredients they need to succeed you give them the game plan you tell them all right this is how we're going to do it and then they got to go out there and they got to execute the plan and the coach you can't do anything you can holler encouragement or derogatory things from the sidelines but you can't physically go out there and make changes so you're 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 at the mercy of your players and that's kind of what the cooking robot is a cook that you're at the mercy of and you're the one supplying the ingredients and doing everything else but it's doing the cooking so that's good for you i don't know that's just something i saw i thought was really interesting 
Uh, I don't know. Once again, another thing that you can talk about to your friends and loved ones and let them know, hey, I mean, like, this could be, like, pretty decent. Like, you know, like, people maybe with medical conditions or, like, arthritis or things who can't, like, sit there and hold utensils to cook and things like that. To have a robot thing that, that can take care of all that for you. And basically, it's like a really glorified mixer with a cooking pan underneath it. But to have something like that for people who might not be able to cook for themselves for whatever reason or another actually is a good thing. Like, uh, like don't let me sell this thing short. Like, there's, there's, some, uh, there's some good stuff about this. There's What's not good is the next bit of Nifty Nerd news, and it's that a Delta flight had to return uh, from a, from, they had just started a flight. I, don't, I think they were maybe an hour or maybe two hours in. They were going overseas from the U.S. to some other country. They had to turn around because, and I quote, a passenger had diarrhea all the way through the plane. And that's not like an exaggeration. This person diarrheaed all the way through the plane trying to get to the bathroom. And as the headline suggests, they were grossly unsuccessful in their attempt to get to the bathroom. And like, how bad does it have to be that you know what the plane captain everyone on board was like yep turn this bitch around like i would rather just not go to another country because of all this diarrhea than to just tough it out for the next 10 hours which i mean granted 10 hours is a long time but i've had a baby so i understand what it's like to smell like poop for the rest of your life because <laughs> that's what happens when you have a baby everything just smells like poop for everything and everywhere but I don't know, man. Like, should we feel bad for the person who diarrheaed over themselves? No, you should have known better. You should have just already been heading to the uh, bathroom. But that's disgusting. And like, at least me. Like, do they have any cleaning supplies on the plane? Like, you would think they would have some, some basic. But I guess diarrhea all through the plane. You don't really have that much cleaning supplies. Like, they don't carry buckets of cleaning. They just have squirt bottles like and they probably have like two like one clorox wipe and two things of mr clean and they just hope for the best i don't know uh anyway that's pretty much it for the nifty nerd news guys we're gonna take another break here and then we'll get into talking about the live action one piece <laughs> All right, guys, we're back in the car, and now I have my son, RJ, with me. You want to say hi, RJ? Um, hi. Um, hello, I can't hear you. Mom! <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> anyway, so now we're going to talk about it, the thing that I've been dying to talk about for at least two weekends now. Uh, not this not this weekend or last like recent weekend but uh i guess a week ago since the last podcast I, i'm sure i talked about watching it but we weren't gonna review it last podcast this podcast we're reviewing it and that is the live action one piece out on netflix right now the whole season's out it's eight episodes and i gotta tell you right now it's a positive charge for me like just getting to the 
the nit and grit of it. It's a positive charge. You need to go watch it right now. If you are a fan of anime and want to see how live action can do it correctly or do it in the least disrespectful way for sure, then the one action live piece is what you need to watch. Um, I got to say, from start to finish, I was thoroughly entertained with this series on Netflix. And by far, it's been just one of my favorite Netflix series. Uh, it's it, it's fun, man. It's very true to the source material. They do take some liberties that I think after now starting to read the manga, because I've never read the manga before. I've never read One Piece manga. I've uh, watched some of the anime. My wife is way more into the anime. She's watched it from start to finish. She's all caught up on the anime episodes. And so she was super into the uh, wanting to see the live action. I was mildly interested, to say the least. But when I tell you that the live action One Piece has made me a fan now, that's no joke. I have now begun to read the manga because I've been told that mo most a lot of what it pulls comes directly from the manga versus the anime. And so I wanted to start reading the manga. Plus, I've been told there's a lot more in the manga and like you'll, you'll enjoy a lot of it. So go check it out. And so and it's real easy to for me to sit down and read versus sit down and having to watch anime. So I prefer reading manga versus watching anime most of the time. So I started re reading the One Piece and they from where they f like start to finish in the live action is about some people have said a hundred chapters. I haven't gotten that far yet, so I don't. I haven't got to where the live action ends yet. But I'm maybe three episodes in, and I'm only like forty chapters into the manga. Like that. that like that's how much time is taken care of, or like that's how much they go through with the live action they they they're not powering through these chapters and these books but they're able to fit quite a bit in the live action but it's still a very coherent one piece uh story uh i guess that's what i'm trying to say i'm loving it man I, i'm enjoying every bit of it i i think the liberties that they take in the live action versus the manga are to help one streamline the storyline which i think honestly the story is great in the live action like it never feels too dragged out it doesn't feel like we're losing anything like i never was watching it and thought to myself i feel like there's a big chunk of story i just missed out on and like why isn't this happening no like i feel like everyone gets an adequate backstory or a telling of who they are and why they are the way they are and so i'm never left wondering why does this person behave this way or why why would they take this action versus the action that i think is reasonable and you get enough of everyone's backstory or enough of who they are that lets you know what type of decisions they're probably going to make uh, given certain challenges or questions that are they're presented with throughout the anime. And that's a, probably is as vague as I can be on this story without because I don't want to spoil really much 
Like, I mean, there's going to be mild spoilers, but, like, you know, I don't want to take away the joy that I got from uh, watching this live action because I, one, when I watched the anime, I never watched the very beginning episode, so I didn't see how the crew came together. I didn't see all that, so that was all news to me. And so it, it's great, man. It's fantastic. Like, seeing the crew and how they come together and how maybe not too natural but like it, it works like it flows like how any anime team gets together you know like how how are all these people in these locations just happen to meet and they've just happened to decide you know what i haven't teamed up with anyone ever but you're the person i want to team up today with like so like yeah there's those bit of stretches of the imagination but that's like how all team movies are right like like the avengers or like oceans 11 like you know these these people are brought together for circum circum certain certain circumstances that's what i meant to say and you know it's all contrived for plot reasons whatever but i think it like to me them getting together and them joining forces makes about as much sense as any other movie that's done it so there's nothing glaring glaringly wrong or like out there with how the straw hat pirates crew comes together in fact i'm like i said i'm a big fan of it i really enjoyed it everybody's character gets time to shine gets time to see where they come from and they're all likable like there's not a character on here that i don't like in fact after reading the manga i think some of these guys are too likable. <laughs> like uh, especially my boy usopp so watching the live action I've become a huge Usopp fan. If you don't know who he is, he's the guy with the slingshot. He's the sharpshooter of the crew. And he's a, for lack of a better word, he's a storyteller. Like, he likes to tell elaborate stories. Some might call them lies. <laughs> but, you know, in the manga, he's a dweeb. He looks like a dweeb. He's annoying. He complains a lot. He's scared of everything. And the live action, he is all those things. But he is goddamn good looking <laughs> like but he, like he has like really good charisma which i think kind of leads itself to the storytelling and so like but like that that's my only guy like that's my only character on this show that i'm like you're not like what i know at all and so but he's he's better you know uh sanji the guy who kicks and also the cook of the crew is really awesome uh, he's got like this air about him that you know he's better than you and he's really bad at talking to women but he loves talking to women so that was really funny um zoro the samurai swordsman the pirate hunter if you will he's calm he's cool he's just a badass and it's really funny and there's like and like he's also luffy uh, the the captain he's his first mate you know he's the first crewmate in the anime and the manga and it happens the same way in the live action and just them coming together Nami um, being witty being tricky being smart and kind of being like the voice of reason in a lot of ways through this uh, live action through this story which in many ways is not very down to earth like there are things that happen and things that are kind of like wacky 
and she's kind of like you know the everyman the voice of reason that kind of like puts it all in perspective which i really enjoy about that story um and of course there's luffy man the go-getting super positive knows for a fact he wants to be a pirate and is going to do whatever it takes to become a pirate like that's luffy and the guy who plays him uh can't remember his name in in Enrique or they call him Kiki like that's the nickname I've heard them call him I can't say his name he's a Mexican guy with like a very unique name that I've never heard of but he is the I truly believe and with all these characters like seeing them interact personally in interviews one they have great chemistry just them as people secondly I feel like these characters fully embody who they are portraying and i call them characters because they are they are characters each and of themselves like but these actors fully embody the characters that they are portraying in this show and it is 100 percent the most fantastic thing that i've ever watched I, like i can't describe it the world is not out there like there were some people worried in the trailer like how is it gonna look like like is it gonna be like zach snyder-ish like everything has like this weird tent to it but when i tell you that being in this world and getting to f see it feel lived in and just like all those experiences are fantastic like it it is a lived in world that doesn't feel out of place like it feels natural and the characters feel just like the anime they're fun they're funny they all have there's multiple layers to them they're not all just two-dimensional like this is the way I am. They will make choices that surprise you and let you see who they really are, which is really interesting. And especially for a story like this, where they're like, essentially there are good pirates and there are bad pirates. The same with the Marines who are like the police force. There are good Marines and there are bad Marines. So getting to see who's the good and who's the bad and how they interact with each other and what means are necessary to get the results that each faction needs are very interesting to me and very, and i i like i said i've just enjoyed the hell out of it so that being said i've already told you my rating i'm doubling down on it this is a positive charge anime live action you need to watch it that, that's just as simple as it is go watch it it's on netflix eight uh eight episodes and you'll be crying because there's not another season now we got they haven't even started filming the new season with the the uh writers and actor strikes rj why are you touching the mic you want to say hi Don't hi get too close. okay that's close enough you want to tell everyone bye bye say thanks for listening thanks for the question you don't have to scream into the microphone all right guys thank you for tuning in this week we'll see you next week bright fi out what? Why find out?